0: whether Thorne knew that the rest of the team called him the Weeble it was easy to see why Thorne was what, five six, five seven, but the low centre of gravity and the very breadth of him suggested that it would take a lot to make him wobble there was something in his eyes that told Holland that he would almost certainly not fall down yeah, so she walks home after a hen night uh, a week ago Tuesday and winds up on the doorstep of a at the Royal London Thorn winced. He knew the hospital. The memory of the pain that had followed the hernia operation there six months earlier was still horribly fresh. Looked like an O.D. when she came in. Then they found out about this weird coma thing and she gets transferred here. But even when they discovered it was a stroke, there was no obvious link to backhand. No need to look for benzos and certainly no need to call us. Thorn stared down at Alison Willett's. "'He watched as her eyeballs rolled up into their sockets. "'Did she know they were there? "'Could she hear them? "'And could she remember? "'So, uh, if you ask me, the only person who's fucked up is, well, th- the killer, really, sir. "'Find us a cup of tea, Holland.' Thorne didn't shift his gaze from Alison Willetts, "'and it was only the squeak and swish of the door.' that told him Holland had gone. Detective Inspector Tom Thorne hadn't wanted Operation Backhand, but was grateful for any transfer out of the brand-spanking new serious crime group. The restructuring was confusing everybody, and at least Backhand was a straightforward, old-fashioned operation. Still, he hadn't coveted it. He was one of that strange breed reluctant to take on any case he didn't seriously think could be solved. And this was a weird one. Three murders that they knew about, each victim suffering death due to the constriction of the bacilla artery. Some maniac was targeting women in their homes, pumping them full of drugs and giving them strokes. Giving them strokes. Hendricks was one of the more hands-on pathologists, but a week earlier in his laboratory... Thorn had been less than thrilled at having those clammy hands on his head and neck as Hendricks tried to demonstrate the killing technique. "'What the bloody hell do you think you're doing, Phil?' "'Shut your face, Tom. You're off your face on tranquilizers. I can do anything I like. I just bend your head this way and apply pressure to this point here to kink the artery. It's a delicate procedure, this. takes specialised knowledge. I don't know. Army? Martial arts, maybe? Either way, he's a clever bastard.' No marks to speak of. It's virtually undetectable. Virtually. Christine Owen and Madeline Vickery both had risk factors. One in middle age, the second a heavy smoker on the pill. Both were discovered dead at home on opposite sides of London. That they had recently washed with carbolic soap was noted by the pathologists concerned. Traces of a tranquilizer were found in both victims and were attributed, in Owen's case, to a prescription for depression, and, in Vickery's, to an occasional drugs habit. No connection between these tragic, yet apparently natural deaths was ever made. But Susan Carlish had no generally accepted risk factors for stroke, and the tranquilizers found in the one-room flat in Waterloo, in a bottle with no label, were a mystery. It was down to the torn ligaments in her neck, and one bloody clever pathologist that they'd even got a sniff of it. He's playing a percentage game, Tom. Loads of people are walking about with high-risk factors for stroke. He picks three different areas of London, knowing there's a hell of a slim chance that the victims will ever be connected. He goes about his business, and we're none the wiser. Now Thorne stood listening to the persistent wheeze of Alison's ventilator. Locked-in syndrome, it was called. They didn't know for sure, but she could probably hear, see and feel. And she was completely and utterly unable to move. Not the tiniest muscle. Syndrome wasn't the right word. It was a sentence. And three different areas of London. What a mess that had been three commanders sitting round a table playing whose knobs the biggest and putting Operation Backhand together. He had no worries as far as the team was concerned. Two and was efficient, and Frank Keeble was a good DCI, if a little too cautious. Thorne would have to have a word with him about Holland and his notebook. He never put the bloody thing down. Couldn't the division take on a single detective constable with a memory span greater than the average goldfish? Sir? Goldfish boy was back with the tea. Who put us on to Alison Willis? That would be the consultant neurologist, uh, Dr. Holland, cleared his throat and swallowed. He had a plastic cup of hot tea in each hand and couldn't get out his notebook. Thorne decided to be nice and reached out to take a cup. Holland groped for the notebook. Dr. Coburn, Anne Coburn, she's teaching over at the Royal Free today. I've made you an appointment for this afternoon. Another doctor we've got to thank. Yeah, and another bit of luck. Her old man's a consultant pathologist, David Higgins. He does a bit of forensic work. She tells him about Alison Willett's, and he goes, That's interesting, because... Standing aside to let a pale, ginger-haired nurse through to change Alison's feeding line, Thorne thrust his untouched tea back at Holland. You stay here and wait for Hennigan to show up. "'But, sir, the appointment isn't until 4:30, "'So I'll be early.' "'As he neared the exit, the muttered curses and dripping umbrellas "'coming towards him through the main doors "'told him that summer was at an end. "'A week and a half into August, and it was over. "'He stood beneath the hospital's portico "'and squinted through the downpour towards where his car was parked, "'tight against the railings that ran around Queen Square.' People scurried through the rain, heads down, across the gardens or towards Russell Square tube station. He turned up his collar and prepared to make a dash for it. At first he thought it was a parking ticket and he pulled it roughly from beneath the wiper blade. As soon as he removed the single sheet of A4 from the polythene wrapper and unfolded it, he saw it was something else. He carefully inserted it back into its protective wrapping, wiped off the rain, and peered at the neatly typed message. After the first four words, he was no longer aware of the rainwater running down the back of his neck. Dear Detective Inspector Thorn, what can I say? Practice makes perfect. And don't you just envy her that perfect distance. I invite you to consider the concept of freedom, true freedom. Have you ever really considered it? I'm sorry about the others, truly. I shall not insult your intelligence with platitudes about ends and means, but offer in mitigation the thought that a massive undertaking often has an appropriate margin of error. It's all about pressure, Detective Inspector Thorne but then you'd know all about that. Seriously, though, Tom, maybe I'll call you sometime. Thorne looked around, his heart thumping. Whoever left the note must be close. The car hadn't been there long. All he could see were grim-set, rain-soaked faces, and Holland dodging the puddles as he loped across the road towards him. Sir, the boyfriend's just arrived. You must have passed him on your way out. The look on Thorne's face stopped him dead in his tracks. Allison is not a fuck-up, Holland.' "'Of course not, sir. All I meant was, listen. "'This is what he wants.' He pointed back towards the hospital. "'Do you understand?' His shirt was plastered to his back, rain and sweat. He could barely understand it himself. Allison Willits is not his first mistake.' She's the first one he's got right. Tim's not handling this very well. He had that funny choke in his voice when he was talking to Anne. Anne? First name Terms, and we've never met. She sounds nice, though. I like our chats in the evening. Obviously a bit one-sided, but at least somebody knows there's something going on in here. There's still somebody going on in here looks dead attractive for somebody quite old. I can't see her very well, but that's the image I get of her. I'm not even seeing shapes, really. More like the shadows of shapes. And some of those shadow shapes are definitely...